Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration is better than laughter, because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. It is better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. Like the crackling of thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of fools. This, too, is meaningless. Extortion turns a wise person into a fool, and a bribe corrupts the heart. The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Do not say, Why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing, and it benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter, as money is a shelter. But the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about the future. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these, the righteous perishing in their righteousness and the wicked living long in their wickedness. Do not be over-righteous, neither be overwise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked, and don't be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Wisdom makes one wise person more powerful than ten rulers in a city. Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what is right and never sins. Do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. All this I tested by wisdom, and I said, I am determined to be wise, but this was beyond me. Whatever exists is far off and most profound. Who can discover it? So I turned my mind to understand, to investigate and to search out wisdom and the scheme of things and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. I find more bitter than death the woman who is a snare, 
whose heart is a trap, and whose hands are chains. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner she will ensnare. Look, says the teacher, this is what I have discovered, adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I was still searching but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand, but not one upright woman among them all. This only have I found. God created mankind upright, but they have gone in search of many schemes. And so Brother Solomon continues in his maudlin review of his life, talking about his mortality and the futility of his life. But he, he makes this statement in the first couple of verses. He makes these statements, and I think his point is that our lives are established at the very end, at the time of our death, but until we die, the jury's still out on what we'll do and what we'll become. But listen to these two verses. A good name is better than fine perfume. That's fine. And then, and the day of death is better than the day of birth. And so your your death day rather than your birthday is is better, according to Solomon. He goes on to say, it's better to go to a house of mourning than to a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone, and the living should take this to heart. Now, in a, in a positive sense, we should consider our mortality, and we should live in a way that makes sense in the light of eternity. But from a negative perspective, Solomon seemed consumed with this idea of everyone's going to die, and because he was so wise and wealthy and blessed, he shouldn't have to die like everybody else. Well, sorry, Brother Solomon, you have to face death like everyone. His observation that the day of our death is better than the day of our birth, as I said to, to start this, perhaps he's right in that our lives are decided at the time of our death. We know what our life was about and if it was a victorious life or not. All the, all the consummation of things occur at death. And so at birth, we're a bundle of potential for good or evil. At, uh, at our death, the matter has been decided. Verse 5 is a proverb. Better to heed the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. And the New Testament bears this out as well, that uh, we should receive correction from our friends in Christ and from fellow believers. It's wise to receive correction rather than listening to affirmation from foolish people. Verse 8 tells us that patience is a virtue and um, it's better than pride. The end of the matter is better than its beginning and patience is better than pride. Yes, patience is much better than pride. The benefits of wisdom are extolled once again. Verse 11, wisdom, like an inheritance, is a good thing and it benefits those who see the sun. Wisdom is a shelter, as money is a shelter, but the advantage of knowledge is this. Wisdom preserves those who have it. Now, we, we've heard the expression in our time, tax shelter, financial shelter, but wisdom as a shelter, that's an interesting perspective that Solomon has. Our wisdom, no one can take away from us. No bank failure can affect it. No moves of the economy can have any bearing on our wisdom. So wisdom in itself, if it comes from the Lord and it's godly wisdom, 
does have an advantage over temporal wealth or any other tangible asset. Wisdom is internal. Solomon's terrible perspective on life um, is tempered with some good observations. He says, do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. And then at the end of verse 18, whoever fears God will avoid all extremes. Well, we are called to be people of moderation. Uh, we are to experience the things of this life in, in moderation and avoid all extremes. The only thing we should be extremists about is the purposes of God and the person of our God. So do not be over-righteous. Do not be over-wise. God is a God of moderation. God is a God of simplicity. God is a God of purpose. Now, the last verse I want to talk about is verse 20. It says, Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what is right and never sins. The New Testament says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That, of course, is in keeping with what Solomon says here, that no one's righteous, no one does what's right and never sins. Well, I have good news for you, friends. There was a man who came, was righteous, and never sinned. His name was Jesus. He came to fulfill the old covenant in the way that only he could do, through perfect righteousness. And so God made him a substitute for our sinful nature and our shortcomings in that by faith we can obtain the righteousness of Jesus. The fact that he never sinned becomes as if we never sinned when we choose Jesus and move into a relationship with Jesus. So if you've never asked Jesus to forgive your sins, to save you, and to be your Lord and Savior forever, you should do that, friends. It's very simple. It's as near as your your mouth and as near as your heart. The Bible says you confess that Jesus is your Lord with your mouth, and you believe it with your heart. And if you do these things, you'll be saved. So right now, out loud, I want you to say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Confess it with your mouth. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And friends, if you believe in your heart that that's true, the Bible says you will be saved. Remember, all have sinned and fallen short. But there is a remedy by the grace of God, and the remedy is the person of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that you have made provision for each and every one of us to be righteous in your eyes. None of us are righteous on earth except for the man, Christ Jesus, who came and lived and did what's right and never sinned. Lord, may we be more and more like Jesus. May we receive the righteous verdict you have for the life of Jesus over our own lives. When you see us, may you see the righteousness of Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.